Well, they, uh, they asked me what I wanted for my last Sunday. And, uh, you know, I said I'd never done dinner theater before, so I, I thought that would, this is, de- this is definitely an interesting look. Uh, we, do have, we do have video uh, that we took of uh, some of you regulars coming in and uh, freaking out because you couldn't find where your seat was. Um, I also think it's funny that there are some people that are pretty much sitting in the exact same location of where their seats would have been uh, if we had them out the normal way. Well, this is, uh, this is, this is always a little bit weird, um, a little bit, uh, I, I think it's a, it's a tough exercise to wrestle through what you want to say uh, the last time that you have the opportunity to address the congregation that you pastor, and um, it makes it a little more difficult too when they tell you you only got 20 minutes to do it. So uh, we got to pack uh, quite a few things in here. You'll notice too that I'm not going to look down at my mom because I know she's going to be crying through this whole thing. So I'm just going to swing my head. You can go out. You go on the balcony, maybe. That's. But I shared with you last week that I began to feel that God was laying on my heart to go back to how things started here. And uh, I pulled out the very first sermon that I ever preached here. I, I pulled out some, uh, some old Vision Sunday messages, and uh, there was just, there was a lot in that first sermon that I preached that I think is so applicable still today. And, and as I look back at the different Vision Sunday messages and, and some of the uh, some of the things that, that we wanted to roll out, some of the ideas that we had. As I look back over these five years, there's you know, there's some things that we didn't get done. You know, there's some things I feel like we left on the table that I, I hope are a part of the days ahead. Um, things didn't always move here uh, at the speed I think that that I wanted them to move. But I can stand before you and give testimony to the goodness and the grace of God. And as I've looked back over these five years, I've seen the way that God has moved on his timetable, uh, the things that God has done that weren't a part of my plans, but that God had a better plan and the ways that God has moved uh, in this place and among the people here. I've spent a lot of time in the last couple of weeks looking back at the transition in ministry between Joshua, between Moses and Joshua. Uh, anytime I think about transition in ministry, transition in a church, uh, transition according to the way that God works, th- this is a story that I'm always drawn to because I think in the story of Moses and Joshua, obviously there's a lot of uh, moving parts, there's a lot of nuances, but I think you see a very healthy transition and you see some very Uh, concrete points about what transition looks like uh, for Christians, what transition looks like within Christian ministry. I I do want to, I want to start, there's a couple places in here where I'm going to read some things that that I shared that first week that I preached here. And I want to start just with sharing this, because I, I think, again, this is applicable in a lot of ways to what's ahead for this church and to the 
to the next man that will stand here as your pastor. I had shared a little bit about the ministry that God has called us, had called us out of in Massachusetts, and then I said this. God began to stir things up with us. This is a very different ministry situation, but I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that this is where I'm supposed to be, and none of the other stuff matters. God has called me here, and this is where I want to be because I, have, I know and I have seen and I have experienced that if God calls you, he will equip you and he will accomplish incredible things for his kingdom if you're willing to follow and obey. I feel that you need to know that I'm not here because Mansfield made such a great impression on me the last time I was here and I couldn't wait to get back. I'm not here because I'm a Browns fan and I'll get to watch every game on local stations. That didn't turn out so well for the time I was here. I'm here because I believe that God in his sovereignty set aside a work for me to do in this place and that he set aside a work for each of you to do in this place as we do life and ministry together with the goal of seeing lost people come into a relationship with Jesus Christ and seeing God's kingdom grow in this place. That's our call as a church. That was God's call here under Pastor Thurber. That was God's call here under Pastor Joe, and that's his call today. And I believe with all my heart that that is God's call for the next man. And I wanted to read that because just as certain as we were that God called us here to this place for this time, you need to know that we're not just leaving because we got bored. Uh, we're not just leaving because Mansfield just made the top 50 list of worst cities or most miserable cities. Um, we're leaving because we feel the exact same thing. We're leaving because, again, we felt that God has stirred things up and we felt that God is calling us to the next season of, of our ministry. And just like that succession continued when we came here, God has a plan and, and God knows what's next and God's not done with the work that he wants to do here in this place. And as we look back, I know it's very upsetting that it's my last Sunday. No, it's, it's okay. I think we all feel that way. Let's, as we look at the transition that we find in, in the book of Joshua in the first chapter, there's just a couple things that I want to pull out of this. Listen as I read the first four verses of Joshua 1. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aide, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land that I'm about to give them, that I'm about to give them, to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country, to the great sea on the west. The very first thing that you see in the beginning of Joshua, as God is calling Joshua now to this work, is you see that the vision doesn't change. The leader changes, there's transition, but the vision is the same. It's the vision that God gave to not just Moses, it's really the vision that God gave all the way back to Abraham. And he's been working that vision through Abraham and through Isaac and through Jacob and through Joseph and through all those people that we read about in the book of Genesis. He's brought them to this place. And as the leaders have transitioned, the vision hasn't changed because it wasn't Abraham's vision. It wasn't Moses' vision. It's not Joshua's vision. It was God's vision. And God continued each step of the way to raise up leaders and to raise up people that would move the nation of Israel towards seeing his vision become a reality. 
And there were, there were bumps along the way. Hundreds of years of slavery in Egypt where they thought that there was no way out. There was no way God would accomplish his vision. But at each step, again, God raised up the perfect leader for that time. And again, what I want you to understand and what's important to me this morning is that you see this is not a, a restart, a rebuild. As a Cleveland Browns fan, I'm sure that those of you that are Browns fans in here can relate. Almost every year, it seems like we get a new coach. And what does that mean? Normally, that means a new system, new plays, new assistant coaches, uh, a new direction, uh, a new vision for that team. And we've seen the results of that over the last 20 years. Uh, until now, hopefully, we've been terrible. It just means new ways to lose and new losing seasons. And what I want you to see here is just because there's going to be a change in leadership and there's going to be a transition, it doesn't mean that we're hitting the reset button. It doesn't mean that we're starting over. It doesn't mean that everything in the ministry and everything about the church and the direction that we're going has to change. The vision for Community Bible Church is to reach the lost. The vision for Community Bible Church is to see people grow in their relationship with Jesus Christ and to see them disciple to the point where they're making disciples. And that's not going to change and shouldn't change no matter who it is that stands in this pulpit on Sundays. I want you to look quickly with me at the pattern that we see in the transition between Moses and Joshua. And it's a pattern that you see throughout transition in the, in the Old Testament especially. But you have the start of God's vision. And, and in this case, it was God's call. It was that, that burning bush moment for Moses. That, that moment where God called Moses and said, this is what I'm going to do. You're going to lead these people out of here. We're going to further my plan. We're going to further my vision. And it's interesting. God gave Moses that burning bush moment. But if, as you look at the transition, God didn't do that again with Joshua. Joshua's task was simply to keep going. Joshua's task was simply to keep moving forward. And so you have the start of that vision. Then you have initial success. There's excitement. There's momentum. With the call of Moses again, after he received that burning bush moment, he goes back. You have that initial success of escaping from Egypt, of the parting of the Red Sea, of God doing these miraculous things and the people being excited by what they're seeing and understanding again the power of God. And then in this story, you see sin enter the picture. You see the sin of, of the people with idolatry. And their punishment then is they're going to wander in the desert for 40 years. Then you see the sin of, of Moses, where in his arrogance, he, he basically ignores a direct order, a direct command from God. He shows a rebellious heart. And Moses' punishment then is that he will never enter that promised land. And as you look at the history of Community Bible Church, when we came here in the season that God called us here for, this church had come out of an extremely difficult period. And I feel like that's where we were as a church. You'd had the start of this church, and there had been a vision given for this place. You had success. This church had a, had a vibrant bus ministry, had a lot of other things that they were doing very well, that they were reaching people, they were reaching the community. Then you had sin that entered. And things looked like they took a major step back. But then we see in this story, the next step there, you have the start, you have success, you have sin. Then you have succession. God continues to have a plan. And that's where I felt like I walked into 
the story. It was at that point. I came and I, I succeeded the pastor before me, where there had been some, some issues, there had been some, some moral failure, and God had a plan for us. And honestly, even just a couple years into the ministry, Aaron and I both began to get a sense that we were not here long term. We began to get a sense that God had called us here for a specific time to see him do something in this place, to see him bring health back to this place, to see him bring excitement for ministry back to this place. And what you see as you look through the story of Moses and Joshua is that God is always a whole lot of steps ahead. God is always far ahead of where the people knew that he was or where the people saw with their own eyes where things stood. And again, with this place here, God is already four, five, ten, twenty pastors down the road. God knows what this place needs, and he has the right man set aside. And the last thing that you see, and this is where I believe with all my heart that this church is right now, you see the start where God's vision is cast. You see success, sin enters, there's succession, there's new leadership, and then you see sustained success. For Israel and for Joshua, it was really the the fulfillment of that vision. It was the establishment of the nation of Israel. It was occupying the promised land. It was a renewed relationship, a right relationship with God. And I do, I believe that this is where we are now. I believe that my role and my job here was to set the stage almost as a, as a bridge for the next guy that will come and take community to a place that it has never been. A place that God has already seen it and God wants it to go. And it's not going to be smooth sailing. Not everything is going to go perfectly. You're going to be frustrated at times. I guarantee it. But don't give up on the vision that God wants for this place. I said, I said this five years ago. I am simply the next man in God's plan to move this church forward. Moses was perfect for what God wanted to accomplish through him. Pastor Thurber, Pastor Joe were perfect for what God wanted to accomplish through them. But Joshua was not Moses and didn't need to be Moses and would have failed miserably if he had tried to be Moses. But he was no less God's man for the task at hand. I'm not Pastor Thurber. I'm not Joe. In fact, I'm not going to be like any other pastor this church has ever had, and that's all right. What Joshua and Moses had in common was that they were filled with God's spirit and they were obedient to his call. And that is my prayer for, the li for my life as I pastor this church. That is true for the next guy. Don't expect him to be anything other than who God created him to be. He's going to be unique. Don't expect him to be a Pastor Thurber or a Pastor Joe or a Pastor Dan. I want to close how am I doing, Mike? Am I within the time limits? All right. Just making sure. Because really, what are you going to do? Are you going to fire me? Like, <laughs> I mean, we, all right. Buckle up. No, I'm just, I, I want to read the response of the people. So you have the, the beginning of Joshua there in chapter one, where God says to Joshua, all right, I know that you, all you know is wandering. That's Joshua's entire life has been wandering through the desert with the nation of Israel. And God says, here it is. You're going to tell the people it's time. 
You're going to tell the people that everything we've talked about and everything that people maybe have even forgotten about, it's time for the fulfillment of those things. And listen to the response of the people in verses 10 and 11 and then 16 through 18. So Joshua ordered the officers of the people, go through the camp and tell them, get your supplies ready. Three days from now, you'll cross the Jordan here to go in and take possession of the land the Lord your God is giving you for your own. Jumping to verse 16. Then they answered the people. Then they answered Joshua. Whatever you've commanded us, we will do. And wherever you send us, we will go. Just as we fully obeyed Moses, so we will fully obey you. Only may the Lord your God be with you as he was with Moses. What's the response of the people? Okay, let's go. They got on board immediately with Joshua, understanding that he was God's man, understanding that he had the best in mind for the nation of Israel. I am leaving you in good hands. I do believe that the transition into the Christian Missionary Alliance could not have come at a better time. You have a great district that is going to help through this transition and has already helped through this transition. We have a a great group of elders, godly men that want what's best for this church and want what's best for this congregation. You still have a great staff. And honestly, I can't can't thank my staff enough. It takes, I've said this before, but it takes a lot of people to make me look good. And this staff has done a phenomenal job. Uh, James and Cassie, you have been an incredible blessing. Um, Mom, I'm going to skip you for a minute. That's Sherry and Scott, they're way in the back back there. Sherry, again, came at the absolute perfect time when we needed you. And thank you so much for all that you have done already. Addie, who was uh, the church administrator for a long time, thank you so much uh, for all that you've done. And where's Matt? Now way in the back. Uh, Matt, Matt and Jody, your family. Matt, I've told you before, and I, I don't think you believe me. I, I think you think I'm lying to you, but I think you're the best worship leader, at least in Mansfield, Ohio, at least. But again, God's timing, where you came to this ministry when we had such a huge need and such a huge hole, and you fought it as long as you could and we got to watch God knock down every single wall and um, I just I can't imagine how different these years would have been uh, without you uh, as part of the team so thank you thank you very much and mom you're okay too Um, look you need to know how much I love you guys I am leaving my mother with you um, because I believe the work that she's doing with uh, the ladies of this church and, and other areas is more important than me just having my mom with me. Um, I will tell you, my plan is eventually to move her, just so you know. Um, but for now, she is, uh, she is here, and she's going to continue to do the work that God called her to do here. Because, again, I believe that God called her to community, not just to her son. Um, and as much as we've enjoyed having uh, the free babysitting, um, we understand that she still has work here to do. Now, she did ask me the other day, um, in her job description— it does say that she has to hug the senior pastor every day. It's there. It's written, black and white, 
and she has to babysit his children whenever he needs it. So, elders, I told her you can't change that once it's, once it's in there. So, I don't know who the next guy's going to be, but he's one lucky guy. Um, <laughs> what I need and what this church needs, sorry, from you guys, just three things and I'm done. You need to be praying. We would appreciate your prayers for us. Um, this is a, again, it seems like every time we've, we've transitioned, every time we've moved, it's been to such a vastly different church from where we were. And um, this is actually a larger church than I've ever pastored. And there's a little bit of me that's a, a little nervous. Um, so we would appreciate your prayers. Uh, you can pray for, ha ha, we're leaving two kids. No, I know, I know kids go to college, I get it, and they go far away sometimes, but, you know, we've liked having them 45 minutes away. It's been nice. And, you know, if Catherine starts to like a boy, I'm far away. <laughs> so, you got me, Ethan? All right. My son has knives, so that's good. Josh, you have my permission, too. Just do what needs to be done, all right? Um. So you can pray for that. That's a big difference. Um, I mean, even starting with Thanksgiving. You know, we don't we don't get them at Thanksgiving, which is going to be a it's it's different. But we need your prayers for this church. Pray for your leadership. Pray for the elders. Pray already for the next pastor. I don't think at this point anybody knows who's that who that it's going to be, but God does, and so pray for. Him Pray for the transition that his family uh, will be going through uh, in the days ahead. So be praying. Be patient. Be patient. These things don't always go as fast as people would like them to. Um, you may be without a senior pastor for a little while, and that's okay. Be patient. And then finally, you need to have perseverance. All right, I... I talk to people all the time that they look at a pastoral transition as a reason to leave a church. If you're here, I hope you're here because God's called you to be here and to be at community. Persevere through this. It's not necessarily going to be the same as what you're used to. Things may not necessarily look the way that you've gotten used to, but be committed to this place and step up. There are areas here that we need people to serve in. Don't use this as an excuse to step away or to step back. I believe that there is everything that we need to continue to build community in the church that God wants it to be sitting right here in this room right now. Just waiting for a willing heart. So I guess I'll end with just a thank you to the rest of you. Thank you for letting me be your pastor for five years. Thank you for allowing me to be in your lives and a part of your lives. And um, again, the, the nice thing with all the different avenues of communication that we have now is that it's not, it's not goodbye. I'm not going to defriend every one of you on Facebook the moment we get done with this today. So I'll wait till next week. Um, but there'll still be opportunities to, to communicate, and, and we welcome that, and we look forward to that. Um, 
Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, I thank you for what you have done in this place. Not even just in these five years, but throughout the history of, of Community Bible Church and the different phases that it's gone through, the different men that you've used to accomplish the vision that you have for this place. Lord, we know that your heart is still that community would be used to point people to Jesus Christ. Lord, we pray that they would do that in an incredible way in the coming years, that you would, as we prayed for five years, you would bring a harvest to this place. Lord, that you would build this into a ministry that is reaching those right around us, reaching into the, the neighborhoods that surround this church and seeing you work and seeing you move and seeing people respond to the gospel. Lord, I pray for the congregation during this transition, Lord, that you would just give them uh, an extra measure of grace, that you would give them an extra measure of patience. Lord, for the leadership, I, I pray the same things. I pray, Lord, that you would point them in the direction that you want them to go. And that when they see what it is you're doing and see where it is you're moving, that there would be absolutely zero doubt in their hearts that it's a, been a work of God. So, Lord, we thank you again for these years. In Christ's name, amen.